Thank you. You are worthy. Thank you, God. Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Yeah. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord, in our lives. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, mighty God. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord, in our lives today. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, my Savior. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. Oh, our heart is raised to you. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord, we bring our praise. You are worthy to be glorified. With our hearts we bless your name. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. 
you are worthy lord abba you are worthy to be glorified you are worthy jehovah you are worthy to be glorified you are worthy lord oh you are glorious in all your ways it's you sits and throne in your majesty jesus you are glorious in all your ways unchanging one unfailing one you are unchanging one unfailing one unchanging one unfailing one oh lord you are glorious in your ways you sit and throne in your majesty you are glorious in all your ways unchanging one unfailing one unchanging one unfailing one oh unchanging one unfailing one unchanging one unfailing one you are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God. That is who you are. You are Lord, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that is who you are. We praise you today. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Our God, that is who you are. You fight our battles for us. We make a miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, our God, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. 
That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are, Lord. That is who you are. 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 Arabaripiti, atoba jaye, arugo jo, enyi malolo kujulo. Arabaripiti. You hold the world in your hands. I told you. Hey, Malolo, go to you are worthy of our praise worthy to be lifted high Arabatariti, mighty man of war, and in my lolo, Julo. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for what you have done in our midst. Thank you for your miracle. Thank you for the fulfillment of prophecy. The family of Bat give you praise. Glory. We thank you because you are a God who is faithful to every letter, every title of his word. This is the assurance in which we put you for more in you. We give you glory and praise. Receive our thanks. Receive our gratitude from the depth of our hearts we submit to you a joy a joy a great a gratefulness a sincere gratitude for what you have done in the life of our founders we give you praise and glory in jesus name we have praise amen 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 good evening everyone i trust you had a good day Good evening. Yes, we did. Yes, we are. Thank you.
All right, so um, today we are going to be um, tasking ourselves to talk about the theme of the month. Our theme of the month is titled Enlargement. And we've been given Isaiah 54, verse 2 and verse 3. Now, as long as the theme has been given uh, for a month, it means the grace to carry out that activity is also released. However, tonight we want to take a deep dive to understand how this should be done, how this can be done. You know, we want to see the practical aspect of these things. How, what do I need to do? And we're trusting the Holy Spirit tonight to just open this up to us in in, in four. And we ask that at the end, we trust that at the end of this, of this uh, session, we would leave here armed, we would leave here, including myself, you know, with a new resolve, a new desire to go out there and enlarge the place of our habitations in the name of Jesus. So um, can, can somebody read for us Isaiah chapter 54, verse two to three. Isaiah 54, two and three, please. Enlarge the place and, of that. Oh. Go ahead, Tony. Who's reading? Who's reading? So he is. Enlarge, uh, enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Mm. Fear not, letting their thy cords and strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities be the inhabited. Amen. So whenever we see, um, we're going. I just want us to piece this, you know, into into bits, you know, so we don't miss out on anything. And this is, I trust that you help and make this a, a very interactive session. When you hear a statement saying, enlarge the place of your tent, what comes to mind? Enlarge the place of your tent, enlarge the place of your habitation, what comes to mind? What, what's your understanding of this? Let's, let's journey together with the Holy Spirit. What do you understand when he says enlarge the place of your tent? Uh, can I? Yes, please. Yes. Uh, dominion. Oh, amazing. 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 Dominion. Any other person wants to, wants to, you know, give it a try? Anybody enlarge the place of thy tent? What does it mean? What does it mean? Stop hiding. Come out in boldness. Come out with boldness. Okay. Thank you for that. Sis Abby, you're raising your hand. Um, basically, just um, improve. Live where you are and um, take more. Cover more ground. Take more. Mm. Build more. For instance, maybe you are in.
just in case. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Adiswa. Okay. So, Ajima, I think of, well, I'm looking at the scripture. It's talking about an, a habitation. I think of the secret place where God is, you know, where oh, I'm supposed to you know, dwell and where I, the place I should be dwelling with him. So I don't know, it's, 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 it says to me to, um, how, do I, how do I put it in words? It's like to enlarge the capacity one has to dwell in the secret place with God, mm. you know, to enlarge capacity to run with um with what he'll be putting in one's heart, you know, being you there to him. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I have an amazing time because, um, I mean, things are opening up. You know, Tim talked about dominion. You know, someone talked about coming out with boldness. You know, someone says, take more, build more. And um, um, this is what talks about the secret place, increasing your spiritual capacity. Um, anyone else wants to go? Tonight, in and through all of us. So this is going to be very interactive. I assure you by the Holy Ghost that we'll leave here equipped, each and every one of us. Uh, one can go. Good evening, everybody. Um, for me, I just feel Good like... Okay, um, enlarging your building, like where you are living, like if you are living in a small building, then like increase, like where you are living, that's what I'm looking at, your tent, where you are dwelling, where you are staying. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Mary says, for me, when I think of enlarging my tent, First, the dwelling place of God comes to mind for me to open my and see deeper with God, to open my heart and begin to think and see myself the way he does, to have the mind of Christ. Amazing, amazing. Mr. Italian. Ah, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, when I think of enlarging my tent, what, I, when, what comes to mind is thinking big. Maybe I will think small, thinking big and big dreams and kind of getting bigger perspective of things rather than just uh, constraining myself to uh, a smaller place. Yeah. Mm, brilliant, brilliant, thinking big. Thank you so much for that. So we can see that um, we have, we'll have great, you know, insights. We have different uh, uh, applications of the understanding of enlarging one's tent. Uh, Eki, you want to go? Um, hi, everyone. Um, good evening. Okay, so the two words that, that you know, come at me are capacity and occupy. And mm. so, um, how do I say this? So, if you're enlarging your tent, you're taking up more space. But you're mm. not just taking up more space and not using the space. Your tent literally occupies the space. So mm. it could mean anything from your abilities to being faithful to what God has given you. It's just like God is given more territory. It has mm. to do with territory. You've been able to take more, take on more than you could have before. So 
Mm. Like you're not struggling, you're not just stretching, stretching your tents, right? Like you actually have the capacity, you have the enough in the resources within to be able to take or to steward the space. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, this oof, look at God. This is great insight, you know, coming from each and every one of us. And um, I mean, this is so beautiful to see because each and every one of us is able to see, you know, uh, the way God wants us to see each and every one. Nobody, everyone here is correct. You know, uh, uh, Tim opened the floor and just said dominion, you know, dominate, you know, and then out of that, you can begin to, you know, pull strings and pull strings and pull strings. For example, we're going to use, you know, Pastor Steve's family now as an example. Uh, there's a new baby and we thank God for the fact that they have been preparing for a new baby. So it means there's also an extent to which they have had to enlarge, you know, enlarge and, and, and increase the place of their habitation. What does this mean? It means that uh, there has to be new room. There has to be room for the baby. There has to be uh, uh, um, probably a new cot because it's going to sleep somewhere. There's got to be, you know, room for other things like the bath and all of that. They've got to make more time available, you know, to be able to take care of the baby, meet the baby's needs. Now, uh, Pastor Steve has to stretch himself. You know, so now there were two girls. Now there's a boy. So now you need to be able to make more time available for the family. Now uh, we have Mama Pegs who will now need more care, all right? So because there is increase coming in, you will need to stretch yourself. The finances will have to be stretched. The planning will have to be stretched, increasing, increasing. And for some of us in this season, this is even literal. You know, your business is having to extend, your work hours having to extend. For some, it's a spiritual thing. And, and for, for, any, for every one of us, in fact, it is particularly very interesting to note that we are called to enlarge the place of our habitation. Someone said, you know, I, I see this as a spiritual thing. You have to increase your capacity. And if, if, you, if you do not really increase your capacity, you will, you will feel a certain sense of discontent. You know, you will know, I know that there is more. I know that there are things I need to do, but I'm, I feel I feel like there's this war closing over me. I feel like there's this challenge that I'm dealing with. And so he says in this season, we, if we follow the, 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 uh, the, the sequence of the word we've been receiving in the months, last month was birthing. You have birthed something. Now, I just, I just you know, because the, the, the biggest example we can see now is the birth of the new baby. So we birthed something last month. Now you have to increase your capacity. It could mean that you have to increase your prayer life. All right. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, far above all that we can ask or think, according, you know, a proviso is there. According. It's like a big but. God is all these wonderful things, but he can only function according to the power that's at work in you. So it means that if you realize that you've not been able to enjoy or be able to function in, in, uh, 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 in, the, in the thing that we made available to you, or you feel that there is more, what you need to simply do is to expand your capacity. So what does that mean? 
how do I expand my capacity? We saw in Matthew 8, you know, when Jesus was exasperated at, at his disciples and he looked at them and said, I mean, I mean, how long am I going to be with you guys? How long, how long am I going to, are you going to stay at this level? So it's important for you guys to increase your capacity. And they could have, so why couldn't we chase him out? And he said, because you didn't like, you lack faith. I need you to stretch yourself. I need you to, you know, uh, uh, increase the level of faith. Just bring it up to the side of a mustard seed. If you can do that, then you can tell mountains to move and they will move as long as they're in the will of God, a version says. However, this particular case would need more enlargement, even beyond that level of faith. This one does not go out but by fasting and prayer. Yet, he didn't even have to fast and pray. He just, he, just, he just said the word and it was released. And that's because we know through scriptures that Jesus lived a fasted life. He was always praying every morning. And so when it was time for him to, uh, he could finish his ministry, he could, he could finish his assignment within three years because he built the capacity for it. He built the capacity for it. And so for many, many, many of us here, a lot of amazing prophetic words have been released over us. A lot of beautiful words have been released over us. However, you know, I learned to put it this way of recent. The version of you that's able to walk, you know, meet up with that prophecy is not the current version that you are. So it means you need to be able to expand. So if a word comes and says, the Lord is saying that you are going to be a governor, the Lord is saying that you are going to be a teacher. The Lord is saying you're going to be this or that. And then you look at yourself. They've shown you a picture of the future. This is what the Lord is saying you will be. This is what's available to you. However, in the state that you are in, it doesn't look like it. So what does this mean? It means that now I have to labor to expand my capacity. I have to labor to increase. If you're a farmer, and the word is given that you are going to feed a nation and you only have one hectare of land. And the Lord is saying that you are going to be so big, you will feed a nation. So when you see that, you understand that, oh, now I have to now begin to look for a way to expand. To expand. A word was given to you. That word is like your treasure. And the scripture says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found treasure in the field, sold all he had to go and buy the field. Sold all he had to go and buy the field, expanding to be able to capture the, the, the jurisdiction within that treasure is found. To increase your capacity. So if God is saying that this, this is a period of enlargement, we now need to ask, how do I enlarge? For some of you, you need to pick up new courses. For some of you, you need to pray more. For some of you, you need to spend time studying the word more. There is a version of you. Scripture says... The path of the just is like a shining, it's like a shining light, uh, a light shining brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Shining brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. There is an effort that you've got to put in it 
So it's not about, man of God, pray for me. Man of God, lay hands on me. What work are you doing with what you currently have? Look at the parable of talents, which is a parable that speaks to you and I. A man was given one talent and he felt, oh, there's no need. I mean, what's the point? I'm comfortable where I am. These people just want, you know, they just want more. They just want to use me. You know, uh, I'll just bury this thing. God has not given you the things he has placed in you for you to sit in one spot, for you to sit in that small corner. God wants you to become fruitful. If you do not understand, it wasn't that Jesus was throwing tantrums when he, because he was hungry when he saw the fig tree. Everything he did and the Holy Spirit you know, brought to remembrance to be recorded for us as scripture was intentional. A tree was being fed, was being loaded, was being supplied by its environment. The responsibility of that tree was to produce fruit. Was to, was to produce fruit and it had to be cursed. When you look at the story of the, of, of the parable of the talents, the anger with which God threw out the, pan, the man with one talent. It says at the very least, there is an, a, a level of expansion that is possible if you are, even if you are just kept it in the bank. So there is so many things gifted, placed inside of you that has to extend. There was a time in your life that you were a small boy, you were a small girl. You could play in boxes. You could, you know, play in tight spaces. You know, you did all sorts of games and fun and all of that. But as you grow, if somebody asks you to go in there, it's like a suicide mission. You have increased and as such, you can no longer function in that space. For some people, they have the fear of, you know, uh, they are claustrophobic. That's already, I mean, you have, you have messed them up by putting them in such tight spaces, enclosed spaces. If you put a plant, you're, you are one of those who like to grow things in your garden and you put a small pot. As the root begins to grow, if you don't find a larger pot, it will break that pot in pieces. Because I have to enlarge, I have to extend. What has the Lord said about you? What has the Lord committed into your hands? What are you doing with it in this season? I mean, enlarging is even for those who are ready for expansion. What have you been doing with it? How is this thing able to stretch? I want us to just practically look, take a cursory look at your life, at your journey, at all the things that are happening around you. New room is being made in the country over Nigeria. In your life, there is more. New graces are being made available, especially in this ministry. It is time for you to take a corresponding action. Enlarge, enlarge. Stretch forth your curtains. Stretch for your curtains. Do not spare anything. 
spare not, increase room. If you really are, if you really believe the word of the Lord concerning your life, you will go and make preparations. For some of you, if you receive a call from a certain individual in Nigeria, and he says, look, we want to do business with you, uh, but we, you have to do this, you have to do that. You know, maybe you need to uh, get a warehouse. We need to do this with you. And they're asking for, you already understand that they're asking for an expansion. What you simply do is to go and find money from somewhere. You look for a loan or you sell some things or you go and pull out some emergency fund to be able to increase your capacity. If you're supplying a product, and you, you're able to supply maybe two tons every week, or you're able to do maybe, uh, uh, maybe 100 pieces weekly. And there is an order that comes. If you see the contract, you've been giving, you know, pre-financing. Now you know you need to increase the capacity. You don't, nobody needs to cajole you. You immediately, Stretch forth your, you, you make more room. You make more room. If you begin to look into your houses, what is this doing there? Take it out. I need more space. I need more space. I need more farmlands. I need to do much more. You look at your schedule, if it's a prayer, and you realize that you've been binge watching shows and you're like, I'm sorry, show, I love you so much but I love my destiny better. So I need to take this time I've been devoting to you to begin to pray, to begin to study, to expand the possibilities in me. I'm going to harp on this because this is what many of us don't do our part. Prophecy requires that we do our own part. Timothy, my son, he says, war with the prophecies that, that have been committed to you, that have been spoken over you, go to war with them. Go to war with them, make room, make room. For example, what do we see with Jesus telling them that they have to have faith? Scripture says, faith cometh by how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it means that if I must build faith, if I, need, if I must build faith, I need to make more time to hear. To hear. The other part of the capsule, it says building up your most holy faith, how? Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Jesus gave us an example, a, 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 lit, a little example and said, could you not tarry with me just one hour? It means out of your 24 hours, if you really, 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 must get into the realities of what God has spoken about you. The very minimum you should do in prayer is an eye a day. An eye a day. So naturally, on a natural sense, Pastor Steve is now going to begin to contend for more. Increased. Now the home is increasing. Responsibilities are increasing. Now there are things you have to do. Now you have to cover in prayers. Now you have to do much more. 
Thank you for that scripture. Building up yourselves in the most holy faith. Building, increasing, extending, enlarging. Praying in the Holy Ghost, Jude 120. You have to increase. The measure, the, the version of you that that prophecy was speaking to is not this version, my brothers and sisters, it's not this one. It's not this version. There has to be a superior version of you that can host the reality of what God is saying. What has the Lord said concerning you? A calendar year is running to an end. We're in October. When there's November and December. Normally you should be consolidating at this time on the word that has been said over you, the prayers, the, 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 the prophecies that have been said over you concerning this year. Some of us received time-sensitive prophecies. But those things come, but they cannot rest because there's no room. There's no room enough for it. So for some of you may think, what do I have? There's nothing. I mean, I've looked around. There is nothing. Oh. But the prophet came and said, no, there's something you have. There's oil in your room. There's oil in your house. But you see, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above all you can ask or think, is there is a measure of him already in you, but it needs to be extended. So he says, go and enlarge. Borrow vessels, borrow not a few. Look, if you give God a knife, a blunt axe, he will cut down a tree. But if the person behind you gives God a sharp axe, he will cut down a forest. The possibilities that you are able to walk into is dependent on the level of expansion that you are willing to labor into, that you are willing to commit yourself into. How much are you willing to do? Sometimes we compare ourselves with those in the secular world. But trust me, they put in effort. Oh, they do all sorts of voodoo, you know, voodoo to succeed and all of that. Can you actually wake up in the middle of the night and go and carry a calabash on your head and walk down the streets? Can you? Can your sleep allow you? Oh, he's just an armed robber. Do you know what it takes to actually go into a place you, don't, you, you, you probably don't have an idea of? Do you know the level of determination it takes for somebody to pick up a gun and go and rob or go and kidnap? Are you truly able to put in the effort? Oh, she's just a prostitute. She sleeps around with everybody to, to you know, the success you see. Don't, 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 don't be impressed about it all. Can you do the work? The level of work the girl takes into, you know, working on herself, making herself available, making entering rooms. Are you able to do the work? 
the world that we live in, even with the supernatural advantage that you have, is not going to do anything if you don't move, if you don't stretch, if you don't increase your capacity. You're just going to be a basket of grace. Grace is poured upon you, it's, it's filtering out. Poured upon you, it's filtering out. Anybody who is succeeding, I don't care what spirit is sponsoring it, has put in an effort, has put in an effort for me to slip my way to success. It means I need to learn how to manage relationships. It means I need to learn how to go out and find people. It means I need to, I need to deal, deal with the dangers. Oh, it's risky. Oh, it's this and that. Oh, they are ritualists. I face those battles every day. Then you sit in the comfort of your home. You have a greater advantage in Jesus. And you complain? And you expect God to move on your behalf when you're not doing your own effort, you're not, you're not paying your own effort. The prodigal son made the decision, journeyed back home, put in the effort to say, look, I'd rather go there and trust that he will employ me in his mercy than live than, than stay in this confined space. But trust me, God is too good not to meet you, meet you in the middle. The father did not wait in, in his penthouse. He met him on the road. He saw him from afar. Saw him from afar. And went and embraced him. The Lord is looking for those who are bold enough to enlarge the place of their habitations. He's waiting for you, my brother, my sister. This is not the night for us to be impressed with mm, revelation, word. This is the night for me to step into your home, to step into your address, to sit beside you on your couch and, and, and squeeze you a little. What are you doing to enlarge? Dominion was given to man from Genesis 1. Dominion is our assignment. How have you really dominated? How can you take more? Truly, how? In the secret place, you are contending for graces. You won't just be snoring and it will come to you. You have to burn the candle. You have to put in the effort. Some of you here see people go to the gym and you see the literal transformation. Scripture says bodily exercise profited a little, but you are seeing people get that little. Effort is needed for anything. You have to put in the work. Somebody goes and is stretching himself in the gym, pushing, pushing, pushing themselves. And yet, Scripture says, you see that bodily exercise, it still profits a little. compared to spiritual exercise, compared to increasing your mental capacity. For some of you, God is about to take you into rooms 
that people pray for? Do you know how to keep relationships? Do you know how to honor men? Do you know how to present yourself? Do you know how to do things excellently? Do you understand the, 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 the importance of time? God looking for rounded people. Rounded people. The version of you that was prophesied about is not this current version. Of course, some of us are growing into it. So it's beginning to come in trickles. It's beginning to come in trickles. Thank you for that scripture. Thank you. Labor for the meat that pray. There's still a labor. You have to push into it. You have to push into it. Mama Peg's here carried a, a child and you could see how her tummy was enlarging, stretching, stretching. Her taste buds change. There's some things in a season she cuts off. She's not able to eat. There's some things she's not able to do because she's in a precarious season. She needs to birth something. She needs to bring forth a reality. So she cancels some things. She's strengthening herself in some things because I am carrying something. What have you been doing, my brother, my sister? What have you been doing? The oil is waiting. He's saying, look, I have much more in me. I can reproduce my kind. But you don't have the room to take it. So borrow not a few. Go and borrow. Borrow not a few. Wherever you are able to build to, that's where I will stop. That oil, that, that story of the prophet and the, and the widow of the prophet and oil is the same thing as Ephesians 3.20. That's what Ephesians 3.20 is saying. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above all that you can ask or think. But according to the power at work in you, according to the, to the, to the, to the boundaries of your tent, according to the boundaries of your tent, he says, let them stretch forth the curtains of their habitations. Don't spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your stakes. Think, think, dream. I mean, even people in the secular world, they'll say, just envision it. Envision it. You have problem that you are dealing with. God is bigger than it. So stretch to host God in that dimension. Move past your current limits. He says, spare not. not. Don't be afraid. Don't think that, ah, what if, uh, uh, what, that's, 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 that's what is making many of us unable to move, to, to expand. I'm comfortable where I am. Oh, I don't want to load. I don't want to do this. What if, what, so many what ifs. So what if you do, what if it doesn't happen? What if you succeed? How about that? What if you succeed? 
Why are we always prioritizing the negative what ifs? Break that hold of fear. Go the extra mile. Do beyond normal. Strengthen. Develop yourself. Expand. Stretch forth. These are your words. These are the words you have shared with me. Increase your capacity. You know, when we started the Occupy, you know, the Occupy series, we're talking about agriculture. And one of the things, so profound thing that the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, you guys have been praying for me to take away Boko Haram. Take away all these things that are plaguing the nation. He said, but if I take them away, are you able to occupy? Are you ready to occupy? Because if you don't occupy, then it's an act of mercy for me to keep those people there until you are ready to occupy. Because if I chase them out and you don't occupy, what does scripture say? When a spirit is exited from a place and it comes to check and the place is still empty, you see, it brings seven legions. Trust me, the version that will come if God answers that prayer you've been praying, the version that will come, you will probably never be able to defeat it. And so by an act of mercy, it keeps the current problem there. So that when you are able to stretch enough, that thing exits and then you occupy. The assignment we were given was occupy till I come. Occupy. Not create a section for yourself, a small section, and call it, you know, uh, you know, you know, this is a this is an area. You know, let's just protect God. You know, let's just stay in this corner. Go into the industries, go into the mountains of excellence and occupy. Can you see how the LGBTQ agenda is occupying? Do you see the effort they take in stretching? Now they have put their tentacles in the education system. They keep occupying. They are strengthening their stakes. They will test you people. You know, they will test the people. Bring something. People, there will be opera. They will wait, wait, wait. Because people, are, there's, no, there's no pushback. There's no ability for people, other people to occupy. They begin to hit their sticks on the ground. We are taking this territory. Hit it on the ground. Hit it on the ground. They push, they, they bring something nasty. They push it in the media. People shout, oh, why is there a movie on this? They push back a little. Say, okay, let's, let, let's take more room. Let's take more room. After a while, gradually, gradually, there was no, there's no movie, big movie coming out of Hollywood where you would not find one, the one allusion to the LGBTQ. That's, that's called occupying. I mean, look, sometimes you need to sit down and tell this and look at the effort of the enemy and respect them. And before you just say, cast down, uh, you know, destroy, look at them and say, nah, you know, I, I have to give you people props. You understand the assignment. You understand the assignment. 10 years ago, it was impossible for a cross-dresser to be an influencer in the, in, in the nation. Well, somebody pushed the boundary. He took it over. In, ridiculous things are taking over territory, taking space. But you, that the Lord has spoken some things to, you are scared, eh, would they accept it? The people that accepted Bob Risky. They will not accept the will of God concerning your life. 
Are you kidding? Hey, I don't know if they will, they will appreciate the way I'm doing it. Have they not appreciated other things? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Therefore, my people, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch forth your curtains. Go into that industry. Go into that industry. Do more. Stretch. There is more. There is more. It looks foolish, but it says the kingdom of God is like a man. He finds a treasure on the land. The word of God's are treasure. The word's perfect, prophetic words of our is treasure. What do you do? Go and sell all you have and buy the land on which that treasure lies. Increase your capacity. Strengthen your stakes. He says, it's, look, it's not, I mean, people, my goodness, the people, you know, do you know why we, we really need to understand that we need to, once in a while, just look at these people on the other kingdom and clap for them. Do you know they do their own just with hope? It's like gambling. They don't have the assured result that you have in scripture. They just know that one way or the other, something should break out. You, you have guaranteed, guaranteed answers. It is guaranteed to you in scripture. It is guaranteed to you by prophecy that if you extend, there is a good at the end of the tunnel. The others don't know. It is a hope. They call it hustle. We are just hustling, hoping that there will be a break. You, you know that there is a break. You know that there is like, like it's a cyclical season. You know that at the end of this dark tunnel, there's light. You know. They don't. They have hope. They are pursuing these things blindly. 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 Yet, we are the ones that give all the excuses. There's a lion outside. It's prowling. We cannot do this. Oh, in the UK, there's a law that prohibits this. In this and that. I mean, in every country in the world, there was a law that, pro that prohibits many of the things that are happening now. What's happening to those laws? Aren't they changing? What excuse are you giving heaven? What excuse are you giving heaven? It's a territorial play. We have been given dominion even before we were formed. We're sent here to dominate. This escapism theory that we have bought into, I just want to make heaven. Of what use is your presence in heaven? You can seek better than the angels. You are holier than the 24 elders. You are precious than the four beasts. What are you doing there? I mean, the, the, the saints of old, it says, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. They have now become spectators while we are on the football field. Which one is better? Being on the field of play or being, or being a fan in the stadium. In your life now, there is, we are so surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses. Abraham, Paul, David, all of them cheer you on. But you are saying, no, I want to go. I want to, no, please, please. You know, I, I just want to make heaven. I just want to be a fan. I just want to be a fan. They are spectating, saying, hey. Some of them are even probably thinking, oh, goodness, God, why didn't you send me at this time? Look at these people. They don't know what they are doing. 
They even have the Holy Spirit. We, we had it as a visitation. They carry it around. My God, look at these people. Wake up, wake up, increase. You know, I, I just, like a cripple, I manage, I walk and get to get off and they just close it, I am good. And those in heaven, you are in the center, in the middle of biblical prophecy. Do you know that if there was to be another Bible to be written, would they will be writing about us in this time? And we will be reading and going like, how foolish were these people? only Joshua and Caleb, you know, and other people that was able to die. You read it and you shake your head. Oh dear, we're not serious. You are doing and this is from a place of love as I'm doing, I'm doing it to myself. We're doing worse. We're doing worse. Can we truly enlarge the place of our tent? Can we put our foot down? The definition of faith that I, that I added to that I love is that faith is the action you take based on your conviction of who God is and the integrity of his personal word. The action you take based on your conviction. Oh, I know God is good. How come you are not moving? Hey, you see, man of God, God said to me, God said to you, God said to you, so what have you done about it? And you know, you see, the reality of these things is that, my goodness, my goodness. Do you understand that there, there were times that for 400 years, nobody had one word from you. Yet everywhere you turn, every week, somebody prophesies over you. Do you imagine how the saints of old are feeling? Guys are hearing God steady. No having to throw Urim and Tumim. You are hearing God. God is, if, oh, I heard the Lord say to me this morning, you are hearing God? The maker of the universe? He said, and you are, you are lethargic? You can't even go past inertia? This is an indictment. And I am, I am, I am doing this, I'm having the leading to do this to myself and to you all this way because today, this is the 6th of October. This is the 6th of October. There is a process that we've been on. Last month, we breathed. Now we're expanding capacity. We don't know what's coming next month. What are you doing? What are you doing, brothers and sisters? What are you doing? If you are tired of an unfulfilled life, barren life you will never see that miracle until you stretch your faith until you enlarge this is what god is saying to you now stretch stretch some of you go out there to do math i mean i mean has anyone of you worked in marketing your first day in marketing your first week first month 
looks like you want to die. Your ego is dragged through the mud. But the time comes. You, they, they are calling you the lead marketer of the company. And then somebody comes and says, this marketing thing is hard. And then you look at them and you shake your head. You shake your head. So we're going to real estate. How many houses have you sold? Somebody is selling. And you look at the person, is this, what is this person doing? They were once where you were. They stretched. Oh, you say, yes, they are using charms or they are using their body. You, that you have the most superior advantage. You have an akazo. How come you are not getting the result? Stretch. Stretch. So they, we, we understand, we saw the scripture from which, from whence an akazo came. So compelling people to come to what? The compelling power of God. This power compels you to come into a position, to come, the, compelling them. Compelling them. Compelling them to come to a, 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 a banquet that was already set. Where's your banquet? Where, where will the kings come to? Oh, you are a chef. Will the king eat what you are currently cooking? Oh, I will serve kings. Can a king, can a local government chairman come to your place? Oh, I make clothes. Can, can your friend who you know is doing work and is doing better, is working in some work, you know, well paid, is he looking forward to the next one you are making? Or is just saying, eh, there's burial cloth. Please take the burial material and go and sew. Because you know, you know, barrack clothes, they barely, they barely have part. I mean, it's just one, one, you know, one, you know, like uh, <laughs> one, um, you know, native. So you just, I, I just want to wear it once. So uh, that's the one he can commit to your hands. You think people run away from excellence? Break out. For some of you, you already have CEO on your card. When you should be in a place stretching, stretching stretching so many times we have seen that we are unable the christian faith is looking very weak how come we don't get results how come how come why why is it that we don't we don't get results we say god is the, we say god has the power we're asking people to come and they look at us and they go like uh, is, is i mean to the, to what version this version this is what you're asking me to come to i'm sorry no there's what I know that is even able to increase the measure that I currently operate in. So please leave me with my ifa. It is working for me. It is because they, they, they are committing to something and they are getting results out of it. You and I will tell them, oh, you are serving a lesser God. Hey, then prove it now. Prove it. Prove it. But we stay in our safety. Power belongs to you. We sing. But somebody puts a juju in front of one place, one, 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 one feather, and then you see it, you, hey, I don't want trouble. Yet you are singing power belongs to you. It would have been better for you to waste, you know, take your time and sing, you know, some secular songs and enjoy yourself. Because it's a mockery. Are you able to extend? I'm trusting God for a hunger, for a discontent on your inside this evening.
a discontent. You have a guarantee. You are guaranteed success. It says in verse 3, for you will break forth on the right and on the left. Your seed will inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Because the des these desolate places have to be rebuilt. Who will rebuild it? Who will rebuild it? Nigeria needs a rebuild. Who will rebuild it? So if we don't rebuild it, you think the sons of the, of the bondwoman will not come and do continue what they are doing and do it on a larger scale? Oh, they will. Absolutely they will. So it's important, I beseech you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, this is not, you know, time to offer you strong rema, you know, try to, you know, just, you know, just to tickle your fancy. No. This is you to get back to the basics. Get back to the basics. You are the only one that has a guaranteed result. It says take possessions of nations. There's a guarantee that if you can go out in the name of the Lord, they even give you prophecy to tell you. Prophecy is simply reading of reading from your book in heaven. So they are telling you what's to happen. Yet we are the ones that, I mean, oof. you will overflow. You will burst out like a river. The bounds of your habitation will be extended. The Lord will go up like a shout in your midst. You will burst forth. So many words, so many words, so many words. You will inherit desolate cities. You will over, overthrow governments that don't bow to the Christ. You will do so much. But where are you? Where are you right now? From whence you are, are you able to dominate? Are you able to take over? from that exact position where you are. The world system is looking at us and taking over. I mean, they laugh at how ridiculous it is easy. Our, our generation has proven to be the least powerful generation ever in the body of Christ. Things have been pushed to our palates Meals have been put, demonic feedings have been passed to us. Hook, line, and sinker, we swallow it whole. Even begin to talk down on those who are trying to say, wait, but this thing is not right. Who are still trying to say, wait, there's a part of me that thinks that there's something negative about this. He says, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So we have to run this race. They are watching, like you are going to sit down and you know sit down and watch maybe table tennis or watch relay race or watch football or watch basketball. You stand on the sidelines. You are getting excited. Yes, that player is dribbling. He's doing it. Oh, he's about to score a goal. They erupt when you score a goal. They say there is rejoicing in heaven when a soul is won. It's not just a soul that brings rejoicing. There is an expectation. Don't you know that the saints of old who are in heaven are waiting? Ah, there is a millennial reign of Christ. We can't wait. We can't wait. 
We are waiting for our own time when we will be brought in to play. We are guys, let's go, do this, do it, do it. Yet we are here, content with our little corners. For those of you in music, content with a, 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 a corner of music that doesn't even take up to 2.5% of the music world. And you call it gospel music. And you stay there. Gospel music. The gospel of good news. Good news music is in one small corner. One small corner. And then, uh, and then like entitled children, Kanye West came and took up all the entire charts in gospel. And they started shouting. Hey, why is he doing this? Why? He's not of God. This, that, 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 that. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Who said to you that you must keep yourself in a corner? For those who live in Australia, look at what your politics has done to. A beautiful, once peaceful nation turning into a communist nation. Coming into a draconian era. You give this system of the world room, they will take it. You give them small room, they take more. You give them small room, they take more. They keep taking. They are doing the exact thing you are supposed to be doing. They will tell you, oh, you know, you need to do this. Every time they have set up something, they don't, they do, they don't turn back. From the 1940s, same playbook. You give them room, let's be accommodating. They take whatever it is. It's the same playbook of the enemy. Same playbook. You give them small room, you know, let's be this, let's be that. It's not, no, they, they, they mean well. They take it from you. Have you ever seen a system where you give them yield power to, to, to some people and they will ever want to release power? Who releases power? Who? Who releases control over men? Who? When did we get so naive? and see that these people are doing the anti, I mean, this, they are direct antithesis of what God has told us. God says, go and dominate. They are dominating. And now we are helpless, running left and right, running helter-skelter. When we should arise, it will shock you. Scripture says, can a nation be taken in a day? Oh, yes. When you truly rise up. When you truly rise up. Those that, those that take the boldness to rise, you are the ones that pull them down. Hey, take it easy. It's not like that. Those who are, I mean, for those of you who are going to head out, who are going to push out, please, let the Holy Ghost be your, be your succor. Because men may fail you. Oh, they will even fail you. Let the word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be your encouragement till you find the people, your tribe, that are able to push with you. Because we must take possession. That's the, or that's the mandate of our lives. It says in the book of Revelations, and the seventh angel gave a blast of that trumpet. And it said, the kingdoms of this world has become the kingdoms of our world, of our God. It means that currently, that's not what it is. So our assignment is not to just live life in one corner and make heaven. No. No. Our assignment is to dominate. Take the earth. 
until the kingdom of the, the mountain of the Lord's house is exalted above all that kingdom. Where are you running to? What rapture are you expecting? Is there any word of God that will fail? Does it look, does it look to you right now that the mountain of the Lord's house is exalted above all the mountains of the, of, of the world? So why are you, are you, eh, you know, rapture can happen. Yeah, we don't know exact time. But at least the time when you should begin to say, oh, maybe rapture is going to happen now, is when you see the kingdoms of this world beginning to bow to the kingdoms of our God. Then you cannot say, oh, we are near. We are near. Put your hearts put your hearts together. We are near. We are near. Thank you, Timlei. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and it shall reign forever and ever. Is that a current reality? The mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted. It, does it look like it now? Does it? Guys, there are an innumerable number of angels waiting to partner with you. Heaven is waiting for you to come as a partner, to take territories, to enlarge, to break forth. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? I'm going to yield the mic. I'm going to yield the mic for a few persons to just if you are if you are vulnerable enough to just share with us what you think that the spirit of God has laid on your heart personally for you to do, at least to the extent of which you can share. You know, to just 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 raise your hands if you want to. What do you think the Lord will have me do? how you think that you should do what you think you need to do going forward. How you realize that you have not been faithful with what has been committed to you. How the fears of the world has held you bound and how you are ready. You are ready. There is an excitement in heaven when people, are, people decide and go like, you know what? We are going to get this thing done a people decided, united in purpose. And they said, we are going to build a tower, a tower that's going to get into the heavens. And immediately there was a scrambling in heaven, an emergency, you know, emergency press a meeting, high level delegation meeting in heaven. Guys, you know what we put in men, whatever they have decided in their hearts to do, nothing can stop it, it must happen. Can't you see the secret? Whatever they have decided upon themselves to do, nothing will stop them. So what does this mean? It means that heaven will gravitate to a physical location where the tower will, will ascend into. Why? Because of what God has locked into your willpower. What God has locked into you that's called willpower. If you decide to rise up, if you decide to stand up tonight and say, Lord, on this journey, you know, in, in, in street slang, we say we die here. On this journey, we cut off. I mean, the, the, for some of you know the story of the Vikings. When they want to take new territories, you know what they do? They burn their ships. What that does is that as soon as those ships are burned, As soon as those ships are burnt, what they are saying is, we 
cannot go back. There is no looking back. We either die here or we take the city. We either die here or we take the city. If we don't take this city, then we know we are dying here. That alone sponsors a certain motivation that will ensure that they take that place. Well, we can see it now in the Nordic territory of the world. They did. They will get into a territory and they will burn their ships. This what, that's what you sing when you say, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. There is nothing to turn to. Oh, you know these demons are going to show you hell if you turn back. Like, wait, you tasted, you tasted of God and you turn back. You tasted of what we hope we are, we, we, we are, we are not permitted to taste, and you turn back. It sponsors their conviction. What are those things that you are still keeping on and say, hey, just in case? Just in case God is a failure. Just in case God is a liar. Just in case. Just in case. Do you want to stay there? Do you want to remain where you are? Spiritually, do you want to remain where you are? Physically, do you want to remain where you are? It says the path of the just shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. It means that when I'm seeing you next month, I'm seeing a higher version of you. If I have a version of you walking into the fullness of prophecy, Walking into the fullness of who God has declared you to be. Increasing in light. Increasing in light. Increasing in light. And nations are flowing to your light. And after a while, the kings come to the brightness of your eyes. Kings, kings don't, light is not their problem. They are also light. They have a measure of light. But when they see that, uh -uh, mm -mm, the rising of this person is beginning to know, then they, they arrange themselves and say, there is a man called Solomon. Let's journey for, for two months. I'm going to meet this man called Solomon. Kings will be keen to come to the brightness of your rising, but not in this form that you're in. Some of you, there's already light blowing under you, but you want to hide under a bushel. You want to hide somewhere. No, it's not safe. Are you guaranteeing your own safety? Do you not know the number of angels assigned to you? Have you no understanding of what God wants to do with your life? God is waiting to show you and show up and show out with you. And then you believe the lies of the enemy kept you, that has kept you bound in the place. It's a bloody lie. It's a lie. You are the only one on earth that has access to a God that tells you how it will end. From beginning, it tells you this is the guaranteed end. What, a, what then is your excuse? What is your excuse? What is your excuse? Many of the people in the Old Testament, they didn't, have this, they didn't have these scriptures. Some of them have just bits of the Torah. Some of them died before even the Torah was complete. Yet, look at the great things. Look at the great things. Hebrew tells us they persevered. This man of faith, they persevered and obtained the promise with little resources. You have all the spiritual resources available to you. Grace is surrounding you. People with different dimensions in your life, in and around you. Yet we give excuses. Tonight we are going to repent. Repent of this, of this mindset that we have. 
repent on this place we have placed ourselves. So I'm going to give room for questions before we begin to pray. Any question, any contribution, anybody who just wants to share with us how this, how the Lord has, you know, like he's flogging me. I'm seeing, my, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm making notes of my own. No, no voices exempt from this. There's no, no, no voices exempt from this. Not, not a single one of us. So anybody wants to go? Anybody? Questions, contributions, personal convictions. Yes, Tim. Yeah, I thought I should just get the ball rolling for everyone. Um, for me, you know, um, so, okay, some weeks ago, so I decided to, to do something. I probably won't say it here, but I decided to do something. And, it, you know, I had an option. I had, you know, it's not that I was pushed to the wall to do it. You know, sometimes people are, you know, God shows up in their life when there's no other option. No, but me, I have options. You see where I'm coming from? Yes. But I said, I've decided to go the way of the Lord and whatever the Lord has told me to do. So I did that, right? And I, I've been sort of waiting. So I've done, I've, I've done the major step. I'm sort of waiting. But just listening to it today sort of convicted me and made me think, why, why am I just waiting? I should be active, you know? And so the scripture came to my heart, where trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Know that ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. But you can't really find a path if you're not walking. Do you understand? And yes. Yeah. Also, there, there's no path if you're not walking, you know? And another thing as well was that all things work for the good of those who love God and have been called by his purpose. And I believe I've been called by God's purpose because some years ago, like this, I was going through some stuff, you know, mentally and all that. I think I was overwhelmed, too much stress. I was taking on too much. And, you know, I started having suicidal thoughts and all that kind of rubbish that the enemy tried to do. And I was saying, Lord, why do you even want me alive? Like, really? Like, I'm not really, I'm not useful. I'm not useful here. I'm not useful to anybody. I'm here sinning, misbehaving, and things like that. And I don't think I even got to response. But I, I shall know that Lord just cleared away and, and really cleaned up a lot of things in my life. And that was the answer is because, you know, you have been called by my, like by my purpose. I've purposed you to do something. And God has shown that every single time. He may not even say it, but he has shown it with the hunger that he's given me and the thirst for his righteousness and things like that. So that's just to say that, you know, yeah, I, I, it really convicted me. I, I shouldn't just wait. Even though God has given me something, it's like you said, it's... Um, wisdom of God and his guidance in everything I'm doing. So if I'm going in the wrong direction, the Lord will just say, ah, well, <laughs> go this side. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> go this side. But you have to walk. If you're not walking this, you're not moving like this. He won't tell you that you're X amount of kilometers or miles away. Eki, I can see your hands raised. Okay, hi. Hi, everyone. Sorry, good evening. 
Okay, so I just wanted to share something like, okay, so last year, I think it was last year, I can't remember. Yes, last year, around July or so, um, I felt God was leading me to start some school during You know how God is, will lead you and show you something that you like. The <laughs> time you put your leg, you're not realizing, my God, this is not, this is not what I thought I was like signing up for. Anyway, so... Mm. What he showed me starts to it starts to grow or it starts to come into like the fullness of the extent of what he's calling me starts to show. And I had to do it in a simple way. I didn't want to be involved. So it was to start a business. And I had already planned how you know I will not be involved in business. I'll automate everything from customer, customer requests to shipping. I will not be involved. I will not need inventory, you know, like zero risk kind of business. It's like turn upside down and I really need to take it and for about two months or three months I kept battling with myself that I couldn't do it because somewhere in my mind I couldn't just imagine me doing what he told me to do like you know that small mindset it wasn't yeah. something I was familiar with it wasn't something that I, I knew how to do and yeah. you know just I wanted to be comfortable and to have all the cards. I wanted to know where I put my I wanted to know the plans ahead of time. I didn't want to be exposed, be vulnerable. I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to make mistakes. And the journey, I'm not there, but just seeing the comes through for me. And recently, taking it, I've been facilitating the program and you know, my, my students are supposed to do some assignments and they didn't do it. And I already told them it was compulsory. So if they didn't do it, I had to, had to be a repercussion for the actions. I'd send them messages. I'm like, if you guys do not respond to my messages, I'm going to kick you out by tomorrow, 24 hours. And, you know, all I needed them to do was to make an attempt. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I did that, the Holy Spirit was like, that's the same exact thing I needed to do. Just make an ad. I don't even need you to get it right. I just need to move. Just show me that so much. Like somewhere deep inside, I haven't fully trusted God. That's like the stuff mm. of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Somewhere mm. deep inside, even though I say God is all powerful and God is all good and God is all faithful, and I'm like, you're Yahweh, you're the beginning and the end. I do not trust, I do not trust him enough. And and so I think the journey with us is to the journey into God, really. That mm. as we journey into Him, we journey into ourselves. And as we find Him, we find ourselves. We're mm. made of Him. Our substance is God. And so, so many of us don't even know our substance. And it's funny. So, you know, the soaking session we did with Pastor Steve, a few, a few that was September 11th. Yeah. Sorry, see me talking about yeah. two years ago. Anyway, <laughs> and you know, when I started, the first thing, because I journal ourselves, journaling, the first thing God said, What did I tell you? What have you believed? And it's always that despite what God sees and what you see, always, what are you looking at? The Bible, we don't need, right? We see through faith. I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact scripture, I should, but. I know my brain is just whoosh. Anyway, so so the whole idea. Sorry, I'm sorry. I hope I'm please if I'm talking to it, just let me know. Yeah, um, so the, what the Holy Spirit showed me one time is like um, you know how TVs like televisions, yeah. they're different. 
films channel into something, right? And whatever mm-hmm. God displays on the TV screen. Yes. It's almost as if we're, we're like, we're like, like, we're like, we're like, we're like physical wombs. Like we're mm-hmm. wombs, W-O-M-B. And the spiritual realm has pushed, there's so much, there's so many, so many waves in the atmosphere. And whatever you key into, the reality that plays out in your life. And so it's almost like, what are you tuning into? What lie or what truth? What, what thought are you agreeing with? Because all you need to do is to agree with something. Bible says, as many who believed in their hearts will be and confessed with their mouth as saved. Like salvation is that simple. You only have to believe. And the question I keep asking people is, if believing is all you need to do to be saved, then what are you believing in? Like, if believing is what brings you into a reality of salvation, then what other reality have you subscribed to? And so I think my charge today is just to, can we just sit down with the Holy Spirit and let him watch over us? There's this image I love. It was um, Pastor Vlad from a church that preached it. He said, if you get the milk, if, if you have a glass of milk, right, and you need to empty the glass of the milk or fill it to another content, what will you do? And he says, all you need to do is to put the milk under a cup of running water. And before you know, the water will dispel the milk. And some of us need to go to the presence of God and let him dispel the lies. There are lies we've been grown up to take care of ourselves we've created walls to protect ourselves from pain we have learned how to survive without trusting in god it is it's, at that time it was okay but now we should know better so if we can all go back and let the holy spirit wash over us, let him purify let him cleanse let him remind us the bible says as we look in the mirror we're from glory to glory but you have to be looking you have to be receiving cannot change if nothing comes into you you have to receive and so i just pray that the holy spirit would help us to see who we truly are that our father is truly the one who created the heavens and the earth that god is the one who thought of human beings he thought of lungs he thought of intestines he thought of you having a heart he thought of your brain he thought of the brain your brain having different parts and different functions there's the hormonal system there's the i'm sure you get my points just so that you can yes. he's that same god of creative wonder and he dwells inside of us. What then limits us? Fear. Fear. That one thing. Fear. And, and, it's, and as long as you know who to turn to when you're afraid, then it's okay to be afraid. Because sometimes fear leads us to God. Or fear should lead us to God. But tonight, I just want to pray over each of us here. Sorry. I just speak in our hearts. This you shall watch over us. In order to defend ourselves from people who were supposed to love us and who were supposed to guide us that couldn't, whatever we've picked up from the world, that Lord is not of you. I just pray that you shall uproot and you shall begin to plant your truth, and that your truth will grow and it will expand and fill us so that we can become like you, so that we shall live like you here in us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Aki. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Abby, your hand was raised. Yeah, it was. Uh, Okay, so tonight I've been, I was telling a sister on here that I've been slapped, chastised, challenged, beating, 
in short, I've been bass and boast this night, seriously. Um, but there's something that um, happened that I just want to encourage us on in terms of the practicality, because sometimes we, we hear messages like this and the, the practicalness of it is sort of kind of lost in the, oh my God, what have I done? I've wasted all these years, you know, kind of stuff. So I just want to bring it, bring some certain things down practically. Um, we were, I was discussing with a friend on something we're talking about the industry, I'm an administrative consultant. So that means I, I function across industries. And right now the industry that I am, um, God has deemed it fit to put my feet in is the mental health industry. And so there's a friend that I, I talk to about these things a lot. And then he comes up and says, you know, all this neuro-linguistic programming thingy, all these things, you know, they lie, the principle, they this, they that. And there was this passion about how they're, they're, they're not based on kingdom. They're not based on this. They, 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 you know, Jesus is the way and everything. When he finished, and I said, but do you know that the passion with which you talk about this thing shows that there's something you need to do there. You have a neuro-linguistic programming certificate and <laughs> you're not using it you have you know, this particular mental health certification, <laughs> you're not using it because the principles therein is not this. So I just want to charge us that when, this, when the scripture says that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God, that thing that you are in, that thing that you are in and your heart, you are distressed about it. You, you have received the burden of the Lord about it. And you're like, ah, it's not of God. It's not of God. We can't. Just like Eki has prayed, pressing, spend time with the spirit. Wake up in the night. Engage God. Hold, hold the horns of the altar and say, what do you want me to do concerning this? And in our speakings this afternoon, he realized that, oh, wow. So in, in you know, steps that he can take, in utilizing it and bringing that mental health kingdom, so to speak, to become the kingdoms of our God. So I just want to, Sake um, uh, challenged us and said that, so what is that thing that we're going to do? What is that thing we're going to do? I just want to, you know, be accountable and vulnerable to the family of God tonight and say that tonight I see indeed that there is um, a call for me to be in that in-between place, right, where I will bring the mental health kingdom into to become the kingdoms of our God, meaning that um, through the, my learnings in there, I to heal trauma, trauma of the mind. Yes, we have prayer and fasting and all that. But then again, there are keys and principles that have been deposited on the earth to help people live their best lives and become creative. So I'm going to really put my leg in there and 
come what may, so help me God. The next industry that I believe God has called us into, you know, it, it was really a, a, a um, the music industry. And gospel is good news and it's of music as you have hip hop you have that so um i'm just going into, thank you just going into the it into kingdom of god hallelujah so i said um i'm laying out dimly and trusting that when you see me varying off course for those of you who know me you quickly pull my ears i say eh, you know this, this what is what you said so that, that that's it me being vulnerable we'll pray oh yeah um bring another as you was was you know saying something to me and um, it was another angle to it, right so because someone wanted to Needs to or clear out uh, 